Super Talk Mississippi media production. He's the former president and publisher of the Sun-Herald, and now he's on the radio. Welcome to Coast View with Ricky Matthews on Super Talk Mississippi Gulf Coast 103.1. Welcome to Coast View, uh, the show that continues to celebrate the men and women who are making coastal Mississippi such a great place to live, work, and play. Hey, I just wanted to, to mention that yesterday I had a great show with uh, Chuck Loftus, who's head of the Sand Beach uh, in uh, Harrison County, and with Fofo Gillage, the mayor of the city of Biloxi. Uh, man, every day we get an opportunity to celebrate people who are working in the trenches. And, you know, the thing that kind of kept coming back up in both of those conversations was this this whole notion of sense of purpose. That, you know, when you have a sense of person, when you really believe something and you go and, achieve, and work to achieve it, and it's something you're willing to die for. I mean, you're just going to, you're willing to give everything you've got to it. It's, it's that simple. Um, finding your sense, sense of purpose is so important. Uh, there's greatness in all of us. And uh, when you have a sense of purpose, it sure does bring uh, about such a, a, a wonderful life for yourself because you believe strongly that you're working to achieve something. This, this show is really focused on those kind of people. They're just focused on improving life for someone or achieving some goal that's going to leave a legacy, a generational legacy, something that, that Fofo Gillage talked about specifically. Um, today we have uh, Dane Maxwell, who's the uh, Public Service Commission uh, for for the Southern uh, District of Mississippi, and uh, I want to invite him on in and say good morning to you. How you doing, Dane? Hey, good morning, Ricky. I, I want to just remind people uh, the the Public Service Commission has multiple roles, and I'm going to hit the high points, and then you can kind of fill in the blanks a little bit. But you you regulate utilities. It's, it's gas, electric, water, sewage. You even deal with uh, those are obviously the utilities and telecom. And then gas pipeline safety and the very important no-call pro- program, which we're going to talk about here today. But there's really no rest for the weary in your world, is there? No. In fact, uh, we're, you're, we're busier than ever. And uh, COVID has brought attention to us and some of the programs that we want to participate in. And so we can, uh, we can talk about those in detail uh, as we move forward. But I think we're going to be breaking records this year. Yeah, here, here's what I want to know is you literally touch the life of every single Mississippian every single day in the work that you do, whether it's, whether it's around rates or whether it's around, you know, the, the broadband accessibility that we're going to be talking about. I mean, the no-call list issue is a really big one, but let's stick with utilities for a second. How would you sort of describe the state of affairs, particularly, you could talk about the state if you want, but particularly in the Southern District as it relates to the utilities that you're responsible for? Well, as you know, I worked uh, here at the PSC before, so I I really hit the ground running uh, with a lot of experience on what we wanted to do. And the first thing is we wanted to look at the rates that we had with the power companies to see where we're at. And uh, we were fortunate that uh, the two big Southern Company and Entergy, uh, we were able to negotiate rate reductions three times on each entity since I've taken office. Um, So uh, that along with natural gas, for example, is such a big commodity. A lot of our power companies are being run off natural gas now. Uh, So we we hit the ground running. But you know, Rick, I'm I'm an economic development guy. I want to make sure that the 
the people of the Gulf Coast, especially, have uh, have see a substantial growth as we move forward. And you can't do that in today's world without uh, high speed internet, without gas availability, without cellular coverage, without the very important things that we uh, circle ourselves in at the Public Service Commission. Wow, when you when you say it in that respect, you realize how important the role is that the Public Service Commission plays. And I would say you, you have a you have a partnership with the utilities for sure, but you have a regulatory uh, responsibility. And uh, but it, but the, the the connection between those key elements that you just mentioned, uh, power of, uh, availability, natural gas, you know, uh, broadband access, the relationship between that and our strategic success economically as a state, cannot be overstated, can it? It can. And one of the things when I was running, um, there, there was a couple of big things that I focused on. And one was continuing economic development uh, as I move forward in my job as commissioner is to prioritize a lot of the growth that the utilities are doing to expand. For example, many of our industrial parks don't have high speed internet. Companies will not come to these industrial parks if they can't operate on high speed internet. Many doesn't have natural gas. So we've been focused on the economic development growth. And as you well know, I have been aggressively pursuing these robocaller telemarketers and stuff. So uh, that along with the expansion of broadband, which COVID brought us, uh, brought it to the forefront. We knew it was out there and we've been talking about it. We talked about it during the campaign. But the fact is people really saw after COVID hit uh, how, how uh, short of uh, high speed internet uh, infrastructure that we had. And so now we're, we're prioritizing that. It's a, it's a really interesting, and, and we'll get specifically to the two main items of today, but I'll just say this, that your time in Pascagoula and Jackson County and uh, your association with the Jackson County Economic Development Foundation, I saw George Friedland last night, for a matter of fact, yeah. um, but the role that Jackson County plays in economic development with Ingalls and all the supporting mechanisms there and the technology, this have, technology companies that are there, it really did help you become a better public service commissioner because you understand how all these dots connect, don't you? Right. And, you know, Jackson County is the economic hub of the state pretty much because of the large industries and having worked with those large industries, especially when I was being, uh, when I was serving as mayor, it really gave me a lot of insight too um, as to from their perspective, but I'm also, you know, I retired law enforcement, but I'm also a business guy. Uh, I've had several successful companies, but so when the unusual perspective that I take as public service commissioner is uh, my job is to regulate those uh, utilities, but it's also I, my responsibility in my opinion is to make sure that they're successful because if they're not successful and they're falling down, then their profit margins are going to have to be increased and we're going to have to rate, have rate increases. So I've got to do everything I can to balance those two. And I think we've done a really good job so far. Well, as you, as you pointed out a couple of times, the COVID has really illuminated the important uh, enabler that broadband access is, whether, whether, whether we're dealing with remote work, whether we're dealing with education, it doesn't matter. The whole notion of how we can expand that and what COVID has done to sort of unleash opportunities for utilities in Mississippi to be part of the partnership to bring 
Mississippi to a whole new place as it re- as it relates to the World Wide Web. Uh, give us an update on those efforts. Well, look, we're, we've done very well in the broadband side. As you know, uh, we've uh, our rural development funding, along with what the states give us, is going to give us, you know, about $1.2 billion. Uh, Mississippi was the second largest receiver of those federal dollars, uh, only, only out uh, played by uh, California because it's such a big state. But if for a rural uh, state like we are, we, we grand slammed it, and we're leading the nation now including California in the expansion of rural broadband. And right now you're seeing fiber being laid at record paces. You've got the EPAs involved, which has never been done before. So there's a lot of historical firsts that are going on in Mississippi. And it all started uh, because COVID allowed some of our national and state leaders to prioritize what we were going to build uh, that foundation off of, and that was CARES Act money and rural development. And uh, right now, I tell you, Mississippi is ahead of the game in, in that field. Well, it is, it, is, it is incredible when you talk about the um, electric power company, the co-ops, and their role in this. You, you, you mentioned one in, um, in the notes that you sent over, the Singer River EPA in the 400-mile fiber ring that they'll be beginning this summer. Tell me more about that. Well, there, we've had several fiber rings put in place, um, and and they'll be expanding out a fiber, a circle of fiber, to work out from there. And see, that's one of the things. You know, it's very costly and it's uh, very time-consuming to lay fiber, which is one of the reasons that we worked out and changed the law for people like Entergy and and Mississippi Power, who already have an extensive fiber. Uh, infrastructure, we changed the law to allow the EPAs to use and they could lease the fiber off to the EPAs. So that right there, that just pushed us years ahead of where we would have been if we just had to start laying fiber. And and so when you look at uh, the partnerships along with Ceasefire, uh, which is another big one, We've we've really come together in uh, the utility world and and put our thinking caps on. We've got good legislation in the past, and the governor and lieutenant governor uh, decided they were going to invest in it along with the Trump administration and uh, Senator Wicker, and we got it done for Mississippi. Well, what's it's going to be a it's going to be a great success story when you think about how rural this state is, and there are opportunities for so many rural counties and rural cities uh, to take advantage of this whole notion of remote worker, but a critical part of the, of the, uh, of the uh, attraction is going to be really kind of flawless broadband access. That's so important to, to that overall subject. And so many of our students in this state are rural, you know, and, you know, um, I can't wait till we get to where we're headed. I mean, the, the, the master plans are in place. The money is there. Mississippi is going to create a best practice for the nation and going to be really proud to, to look back on all that and see the role we play. But let's do this. I think you have a comment you want to make about that. We're at the end of this segment. When we come back, we'll finish the conversation about what we're doing in this state to, to create a best practice around broadband, and then we'll talk about the no-call list. We'll be back with Dane Maxwell uh, after this break. Listen live or on demand and watch episodes of Coast View on your laptop, desktop, or on your phone or tablet by going to supertalkmsgulfcoast.com. Talking to the people that help make the coast such a unique place to live. 
This is Coast View with Ricky Matthews on Super Talk Mississippi Gulf Coast 103.1. Welcome back to uh, Coast View. We have Dane Maxwell, who's a uh, public service commissioner for the Southern District. And we were talking about the over a billion dollars of investment that's being made and in, 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 in bringing internet access to communities across coast of, uh, across the state of Mississippi. And uh, you think about the the uh, filings that you guys are continuing to do and the amount of federal funds that are coming in here, the involvement of Coast Electric and Dixie Electric and, and, and Pearl River EPA and Singing River and all the other EPAs. It's incredible the story that's, that's being developed. You were going to make a closing thought about that and we'll switch over to the no-call list. What were you going to point out? Well, the fact is, is, you know, we're from the coast, we live on the coast, uh, and sometimes we forget the people just north of us and what they live, their daily lives are like. So when we set out uh, in early part of my administration to, to with the other commissioners to move forward uh, with this broadband uh, expansion, what we wanted to do was take in the, the economic uh, development side of it that I had been pushing, and and those smaller counties that are more rural who have small light industrial parks, the idea is to work with the communicators uh, that are doing uh, doing this whole spiring and putting those in the middle of that, so that when we do this expansion, we're able to t- take those light industrial parks and offer services that they've never had. So. Companies all over the country uh, will now have those opportunities to come in and get low cost, uh, high speed Internet uh, there in those parks. And, you know, the the opportunity to work in Mississippi's uh, people are looking at that every day, but they don't want to come if they don't have these services. So that's just my final thought on that was that's one of the priorities. Eric Hill, who's head of the Entrepreneur Program at Mississippi State University, has said, um, I think it's attributed to someone else, but he says it on a very regular basis, that Mississippi has an opportunity to become sort of the Silicon Delta, drawing technology jobs in here from all over the world because we have a great quality of life, the cost of living is down, and with with this final sort of piece that really, really will enable technology remote working, uh, it's a key to our success going forward. So thank you for your leadership on that. Hey, the no call list uh, continues to be something you guys are focused on. You issued a bunch of fines, I think like 10 million last year, and you're already up to 9 million this year, which means you're really focused on it. So tell me about it. I am laser focused on it. Uh, I get them like everybody else does every day. And one of the things that I told uh, everyone I was going to do when I got in this office was I was going to go after those guys. Now, we hit the ground running um, last year and then COVID hit and it kind of slowed me down a little bit. But we we hit about uh, uh, eight and a half million in fines. And one of the things that I, I have to reach out to uh, Attorney General Fitch, uh, I, I went and met with her and I said, look, I, I, we really need to get focused on this. I want to get it, but I need an assistant attorney general at the PSC full time to help us prosecute this. And she did that for us. And so as the as the assistant uh, prosecutor now works at, at my office, uh, we've been able to really step it up. And so that's why you see. As uh, the end of January, already, already we find uh, 9.75 million, and we're gonna. I'm gonna try to break records every month 
uh, until we we put these guys guys out of business. Because if you were sitting in my seat, Ricky, you would see that the terrible effects that these guys uh, have on the elderly. And it's not just about being irritating. It's about stealing money. That's what it's really about for those guys. Mm -hmm. Yeah, you know, my mother, I have a mother who lives alone. She's in her 80s. And uh, when I go over to visit with her, you know, several times a week to just check on her and spend time with her, um, her phone rings off the hook while I'm there. And she'll pick it up and she'll look at it and she'll say, ah, another solicitor. And she'll attempt, you know, she, she'll get calls on her cell phone and she'll get calls on her landline. Um, on her cell phone, of course, she can block the calls. And But, you know, as soon as you, we all experience this, as soon as you block the call, you know, the next call comes in from the same company using a different number. And yeah. man, they're just, they keep trying to, you know, someone said the other day that the, the criminals around us, they just get smarter. And part of the, the issue of, of tackling them is that you've got to, you got to constantly step your game up to see what the, what their latest method is going to be to figure out how we're going to shut the door on that as well. But that really describes the world of a telemarketer, doesn't it? It does. And here's the thing. I, I get a lot of people say, well, you're, you know, you find all these things, you don't collect the money. And that's not true. Number one. And number two, you're never going to be able to stop it because a lot of it's overseas. And that's simply not true. The fact is, is the federal government, along with the state governments, are all working together to stop it. This isn't something that we're just not paying attention to. I mean, I, I probably find more than the last five commissioners combined. I'm going to keep doing it, but we can't stop. We have to keep trying and we have to keep uh, being smarter than those guys. They're always going to find a way. It's just like shoplifting. You're never going to be able to stop it. You just try to control it. But at the end of the day, if we can break them and hit them in the pocketbook and break their piggy bank, that's the way to do this thing. And I, I'm going to continue to do that. But Dan, I believe, I believe this. If you don't do anything, it's just going to snowball out of control. And I've always believed what gets measured gets done. So if you stay focused on it and you, uh, you know, you keep the score, I love the idea of attorney general Fitch having a special prosecutor in your office. That means you're serious about it. And that means that the, uh, I would hope the conviction rate begins to go up and the message will be sent to others who are trying to telemarket Mississippi that if you come to Mississippi, I mean, the Public Service Commission and the Attorney General of Mississippi are super serious. So get ready to pay some fines and pay dearly if you want to do business in Mississippi. Is that the message you're wanting to send out? Oh, absolutely. And uh, and and a lot of people don't understand I have subpoena power. So <laughs> I work it and use it. Another thing is, is I want everybody out there to know that I couldn't do it without their help. All of the cases that we're prosecuting now come from people notifying us through the MS No Call app or either sending a, a email through the, the website. It's gonna take all of us, you, you, as you get the, I do this every day. If you get those numbers and you just add them to that link and shoot them up, it goes straight to our investigators and they sit down with the prosecutor and they start working these cases and putting them together. It's just like working a criminal case back when I was in law enforcement. We've gotta have the public's help to do that. I encourage everybody to download the MS No Call app and continuing to help us fight this. So as you think about the, um, the no call legislation, are there adjustments that need to be made to make it better? And what have you learned that might do that? Well, there's always adjustment uh, because, you know, they're always moving in different directions. So we look at it every year. Right now, um, with the fine basis, we're, as Attorney General is going to be collecting these fines, it goes into a, a, an account that helps us uh, 
fight them uh, with that money. And so it's kind of like a drug forfeiture account for law enforcement. And uh, I think as we move forward, uh, there are going to be some tweaks to the legislation on the no call list, and we're going to work through those. I don't know specifically uh, whatever what direction they'll go into. A lot of it is text messaging now. We've transferred out of calls, text messaging. So we've got to tweak the law there coming up. Um, so you'll see some of those. But as they move, we'll move with them. We'll try to stay ahead so, of them. We're, we're almost out of time, but I'm just curious. What's a day in the life of Dane look like these days? It's nonstop. Uh, I I love the job. I love the people I'm with. I have a tremendous staff, the commission as a whole in Jackson. But a lot of people don't understand that uh, this is a quasi-judicial agency. So I actually sit on a bench. I have hearings and trials and stuff. So, yeah, there's a lot of reading involved. Yeah, I can I can only imagine. But in your role, I mean, without a great staff, man, you'd be in serious trouble. And you mentioned uh, you because of some some resources that you wanted to have in other places you don't have the Hattiesburg office and you've sort of consolidated the the coast office at at the uh there on on back bay uh, tell me about that office and how do people get in touch with you guys well we're here on on the back bay uh in Biloxi at the uh Bolton building and it's on Bayview we're on the second floor anybody can come in um also, I have my Jackson office. Anybody can contact our office up there. Uh, one of the interesting things is most of most of all of our communications comes via the app or the or the web- website, and I think that's great, especially in the COVID times, uh, because we do. Uh, you know, we're all moving and we're staying busy. But yeah, you can just go to the website, shoot the message, contact us, and uh, call. I have a the 800 number is 1-800-356-6429. You can, you can get the, uh, get us there and it'll come straight in here to my office. Well, that's good. So remind me how often the public service commission meets. Well, we meet once a month and, uh, that's when we have court and we'll, we'll have hearings and stuff, but, um, you know, I'm meeting with utilities, leadership, uh, you know, the staff, the utility staff is, is part of uh, of us. And so there's a lot of meetings that take place. But the actual docket hearing is, is one once a month. Well, listen, uh, Dane Maxwell, Southern uh, Public Service Commissioner, I really appreciate you joining us. Uh, it's always always informative when you when we spend some time together. Your work is super important. I look forward to visiting again soon. And uh, anyway, thanks for, for joining us today. Thank you so much for having me. I appreciate it. You bet. When we come back, we'll have uh, Jeff Duncan from The Athletic, and we'll talk about the Super Bowl and what the latest is on the Saints. We'll see you after this break. Broadcasting safe and sound from the coastal Mississippi studios, this is Coast View View with Ricky Matthews on Super Talk 103.1. Super Talk Mississippi Media Production.